Matukatuki Valley and Mount Aspiring slash Titidio. Matukatuki Valley and Mount Aspiring slash Titidio the Wanaka slash Queenstown area, showing the Matukatuki Valley including its upper branches. Background imagery copyright 2019 Digital Globe, Maxar Technologies, Landsat slash Copernicus, Map Data Copyright 2019 Google. Additional information added. My first tramp into Mount Aspiring National Park was with the Upper Clutha Tramping Club, a group of older farmers based out of Wanaka. All of them were between 70 and 85 years old, so I was easily the youngest of the group. They were good people though, I think farmers are friendlier than the professionals I've met in other tramping clubs. They also seemed to coexist better than another club I had recently left, whose members spent more time complaining than tramping. We began our tramp into the Matukatuki Valley, which is common up to a point where it branches into the east and west Matukatuki Valleys, from the Raspberry Creek Car Park, an hour's drive up from Wanaka and a short distance into the west Matukatuki Valley. It was an incredible drive, too, up a half-unsealed road with Rob Roy Peak and Mount Aspiring on the right, and another set of mountain ranges to the left which include the Treble Cone Ski Field, near the entrance to the valley system. The road is sealed as far as the turnoff to Treble Cone, and unsealed thereafter. Treble Cone, Diamond Lake and the coming ski trail to Cardrona near the start of the road into the Matukatuki Valley, just west of Wanaka and Glendu Bay, there's the tiny Diamond Lake, which confusingly has the same name as another Diamond Lake near Lake Wanaka, far right, Diamond Lake, right of center, and Treble Cone, left. Map by Lens via NZ Topo Map, 2020. CC by SA 4.0. Diamond Lake, near Lake Wanaka, is a lovely little round lake, somewhat shaded, with a big bluff and some tracks around it, which used to support ice skating championships but no longer does so, thanks to global warming. Diamond Lake, near Lake Wanaka, with bluff and the edge of the ice sheet visible in the distance, above, and ice under the bluff, below, just a little further up the road, on the left, is the access road up to the Treble Cone Ski Field. This has amazing views down into the valley and is worth visiting even if you don't want to ski exclamation mark the author at Treble Cone Ski Field. The view looks down into the Matukatuki Valley and beyond to Lake Wanaka. There are plans to build a 60 kilometers cross-country ski trail, with six huts, through the Mahu Fenua Conservation Area between Coronet Peak Ski Field, visible from Queenstown International Airport, and Treble Cone. This will be amazing when it is completed. Presumably you'll be able to hike it in summer as well. Traveling further up once we parked our cars and entered the valley, we made our way towards Aspiring Hut, which used to be managed by the New Zealand Alpine Club along with the French Rich Hut. The other hut in the valley is Liverpool Hut, tucked in below Mount Liverpool. They are now all under New Zealand Department of Conservation, DOC, management. The Matukatuki Valley is an ancient place, first used by early Maori as a hunting ground for native birds such as Tui and Kakapo. These Maori were the first to name Mount Aspiring, 3,033 meters or 9,951 feet, calling it Titidio, which means steep peak of glistening white. The valley was later settled by Europeans for farming, and its natural features were recognized nationally in 1964 when the Mount Aspiring National Park was created. Colloquially, Mount Aspiring slash Titidio is also known as the Matterhorn of the South because of its prominence and dog's tooth-like shape when seen from certain angles. From the Raspberry Creek car park, we tramped up the valley through grassland flats and across small bluffs to Aspiring Hut, a short 9-kilometer hike of about 2 hours. To get to the other huts in the valley, you need to hike to Pearl Flat, which is another short leg of 5 kilometers, 
after which the track forks off towards Liverpool Hut, French Ridge and the head of the West Matukatuki Valley. The West Matukatuki Valley with Mount Aspiring, Titidio, Rob Roy Peak, the Cascade Saddle and other features, including French Ridge, not named, below Mount French. Map by Lens via NZ Topo Map, 2020, CC by SA 4.0. Another striking feature of this area is Shark's Tooth Peak, which rises to 2,096 meters and is particularly impressive from the Raspberry Car Park. It's located to the east of the main divide. However, for my first tramp into THE Valley with the Upper Clutha Tramping Club, we went up towards the Cascade Saddle from Aspiring Hut. The track forks off in two directions, with one leading deeper up the valley towards Pearl Flat and the other huts, and the other towards the Cascade Saddle, which links the Matukatuki with the restart tracks. This route climbs above Mount Aspiring Hut and over a high alpine pass into the Dart Valley, stopping at the Dart Hut on the restart. It's a long hike, too, people should expect it to take about 10 to 12 hours to complete. Despite this, many people trek without a pack and only sometimes remember to bring water. I've met many backpackers walking in sand shoes and without the appropriate gear coming over the Cascade Saddle, it amazes me how unprepared some people are. This time, instead of taking the saddle, I carried on from Aspiring Hut to the new Liverpool Hut, which was an incredible walk despite being quite steep and slippery in parts. It is a beautiful place with incredible views, and I got a good shot of Mount Aspiring and Mount Liverpool. After I finished there, I wasn't quite ready to end my tramp. I decided instead I would climb Mount French, and then headed down the valley to find the French Ridge Track. Very popular with day trippers, and only part way along the valley, is the Rob Roy Track, which goes part of the way up the glaciated Rob Roy Peak. So, all in all, you can get close to the mountains and enjoy great views in the Matukatuki Valley, at every level of adventurousness from driving up to the Treble Cone Ski Field or wandering around Diamond Lake, to hiking the Rob Roy Track or even climbing Mount Aspiring slash I list a further blog post at the end. But first, here's a postscript on the pitfalls of hiring mountain gear. P.S. The pitfalls of hiring mountain gear. I learned the hard way that it's best to have your own crampons. Hired crampons can sometimes fall apart disastrously due to ill treatment by previous hirers and general wear and tear. I had such a pair come apart on me on another occasion when I tried to get up Mount Aspiring slash with an alpine guide named Murray Ball an incident which received some coverage in the media, Debbie Jameson, would-be climber alarmed hired crampons fell apart, Southland Times, stuff.co.nz, December 11, 2013, the incident is also mentioned in a Wilderness NZ article by Hazel Phillips, Smashing Stereotypes, July 2016, though I had paid a lot of money to be guided, the window of opportunity to climb the mountain closed in the time it took for my guide to achieve the field repair of the crampons. I laid a complaint with the New Zealand Small Claims Tribunal but only received back the crampon hire fee, which was a pittance, and not compensation for money effectively wasted on the guiding fee, which was very much greater, since I was not now able to get to the top, and a holiday spoiled. I've got another blog post about the Matukatuki, including a link to a historic F.